often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 601. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. My trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, the three-legged kitty cats, laying by my feet. Hopefully I don't forget about that and just, like, roll the chair back and run over him. That would be horrible. Don't want him losing another leg. Not a great way to start the show. But I haven't yet. I'm usually pretty aware when he's laying down there. Ah, yes. I'm a week in. My first week in. Back to doing two jobs. And it's brutal. I'm too old for this shit. I gotta say, I gotta admit it. I'm too old for this shit. And that will, you know, part of it is, you know, the the main job. The one that really pays me. You know, pays me uh, a fair amount. Uh, is, uh, really, you know, uh, it wears me out. It's, uh, it's a rough job. It's a tough job, but it pays decent. Um, and it's hard to then uh, go to a second job where I know I'm not making as much, you know, part-time job. And, uh, (laughs) it's tough. (laughs) I'm mainly trying to do that, though, on days I'm not working, you know, the steel working job. That's, uh, uh, this makes like the third time I've had two different jobs. Uh, the previous two times it was, I was much younger <laughs> and, uh, neither when I worked both jobs before in the past, like neither one were that physically taxing. So it was, uh, just more of a mental strain and tiring sort of thing. Now it's like I'm physically drained and uh, sometimes blind, you know, half blind from welding and then uh, it's tough to then uh, you know. Uh, uh, yesterday was the only, the first day where I actually worked both jobs in the same day. And uh, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Uh, hopefully this doesn't last too long with working two jobs. Um, getting too old for this shit. And uh, the immortal words of uh, Danny Glover in The Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this shit. Which also, uh, I believe, is the line from the drill sergeant in the movie Stripes. He also has the same exact line. Which I prefer that movie. I prefer Stripes. Stripes, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. And Harold Ramis is, of course, I've said this many times before in the past, but the greatest line from Harold Ramis in any movie is from Stripes. When they're in the recruiter's office... And uh, the recruiter asks if they were homosexuals. And, of course, Harold Ramis, which I used to have this queued up. I'm pretty sure I don't have the sound effect. Or the, damn it, I don't think I have. Uh, uh, I'm looking to see if I have it queued up. And it, uh, man, <laughs> I wasn't even really thinking about that before. Uh, beforehand, but I guess I could have loaded up the whole sound clip. Oh, here we go. I do have it. That's, uh, let's see. This is the greatest Harold Ramis line ever. We're not homosexual, but we are willing to learn. Oh, thank you, Harold. The late, great Harold Ramis. We're not homosexual, but we're willing to learn. 
Uh, fantastic. I mean, that is, that is, that line's from the fucking 80s, too. They did that in the 80s. And, of course, now they're, I don't believe they're allowed to ask you that question when recruiting. But uh, <laughs> I can only imagine in the 1980s <laughs> being asked that question, like, actually, like, if you were being recruited by the Army. No, we are not homosexuals, but we're willing to learn. <laughs> I feel like back then, you know, the you know how uptight prude they were, that would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to leave. <laughs> we're not learning any homosexual behavior here. <laughs> uh, uh when in reality, I'm sure there's plenty of, you know, homosexuality that was going on in the '80s in the army, which I'm all for. Do it up. Uh, they just, you know, you just said no to the question. It's not like they have a test that can come out and, uh, here you go. Oh, he is gay. We tested his blood and, uh, we found out, yep, loves the taste of sausage. <laughs> yeah, I love how, uh, policies, you know, ignorant policies like that where it's just like, uh, you can't be this way and. Which I would imagine people were kicked out when they found out that, you know, they may be fooled around with the same sex and whatnot. But, uh, I, you know, it's silly to begin with. I mean, it's, it's fucked up. Not silly, but like, uh, silly to be like, your test is, are you a homosexual? <laughs> no. No. Willing to learn. <laughs> uh Anyway, I got, I mean, I'm way going down different paths I wasn't intending on and uh, digressing yet again. Is, uh, that's normally what I do. Digressions with Josh Albrecht. That should be like really the title, I guess, of this podcast. Digressions with Josh Albrecht. <laughs> We're going to try to have a topic and then talk nothing about it as I... Uh, Go down many, many different rabbit holes of uh, nonsense. Because uh, I'm just talking about stripes and how much I love Harold Ramis. Because I'm too old for this shit. There we go. I made my way back. I'm too old. Tired from working multiple jobs. I did have an energy drink earlier, though, so I've got some energy. I've got caffeine pour- pouring through me. I know, I, you know, just a few weeks back, I was clear of caffeine and excited that I could get back into shape and <laughs> kick the caffeine and just, you know, uh, here I go, man. I, the only thing that's going to really keep me going is, uh, you know, I'm an old man and, uh, probably low on testosterone and whatnot. I'm not going to bother to get checked. That's going to cost some money. Not going to bother. I can tell you, yeah, I probably am because I'm fucking tired half the time or most of the time. And, uh, just being older, I'm fucking tired. And, uh, so, back to the caffeine. Still yet to go towards any illegal substances, thankfully. No, no methamphetamines, the crystal meth, the crystal blue persuasion, if you will. No, uh, coke, that's way too expensive. 
I mean, the problem, the reason why I'm working two jobs, I don't have enough money. Definitely can't afford Coke. <laughs> that's that's too rich for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, oh, it's rough, just rough. <laughs> like one weekend, and I'm already like, "Fuck, why am I doing this? Why can't I just cut back in other areas?" But like, no, no, I don't. If I just knew when. My day job, my main job, whatever, uh, was going to go back to 40 hours a week. Um, I wouldn't have to worry so much about a part-time a part -time job. Problem is, there's no end in sight at the moment. And uh, <clears throat> I can't just wait around for that. But hey, on the plus side, I do have a bonus coming up next week. And with the extra money from the part-time job, I mean, I should be in decent shape for at least a solid month, depending on how many hours I put in at the uh, part-time job. But there's uh, it's shaping up like St. Patrick's Day weekend's going to be a fun one. Like, I'm really trying not to spend much money at all, but that weekend I, I'm going to spend some money. As uh, my buddy Pee Wee uh, from, from work, they're... Uh, we we work at the the, the Can Am together. We play zombies on uh, on a reg <laughs> on, on uh, the Call of Duty, and we we've been he's he's quite good at the zombie. He grinds on zombies all the time. We've been going to the Dark Aether, which is where shit gets crazy. You go on a Dark Aether uh, run, and it gets it gets a little cray cray, and. Uh, it's it's not as I like doing that because it's cooperative stuff. I like the cooperative stuff, and uh, I mean I like the the multiplayer. We play Warzone and stuff as well, but uh, uh, it gets frustrating on Warzone. You know, shit, you know, sucking ass. Like I suck ass a lot of times. <laughs> I might start out okay at the beginning of the night, and then just go to complete shit. I shit the bed, and then you run into shit like you know, there's hackers and stuff that uh, fuck with you because you're playing against, you know, people. And uh, there's unfortunately still hacking going on in Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> speaking of hacking, they did just have a major fuck-up yesterday while I was... Thankfully, it was the day I worked both jobs. But they had... I don't know if it was a hacking problem or just a bug fucked up their whole system, but it wiped out uh, everyone's progress in all the games and uh as far as like modern warfare 3 uh and warzone 2 i don't know about in the earlier titles but uh at least with with those games it wiped out all the progress all your camos all your everything and uh you know it's fucked up people spend a lot of time on call of duty and then to have that just disappear. But they ended up fixing it by the end of, like, last night. Or at least the majority of it. There was probably still issues. I know that there was a lot of lag. <laughs> and it was risky going into zombies. Because you can, uh... <clears throat> if you, uh, get kicked from the game, you lose all the shit that you had in it if you didn't properly exfil. It doesn't take into account game crashes. So anyway, yeah. Pee-wee and I... 
been rocking the the zombies out a lot. And we're going to be going to the casino the day before St. Pat's. March 16th, uh, which I do plan on not working that weekend. I'll be off the following Monday, so I'm going to have a decent weekend. We'll be hitting the casino. I'm not going to spend a lot of money there. If you're going to 40, 50 bucks, because I plan on going out the next night to the Blues game and uh, to get some corned beef and cabbage and whatnot, um, which I might make some corned beef and cabbage at home, too. That's risky because uh, <laughs> if I'm not going to be home all weekend, that's going to be a bit of a problem, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I, I can't just leave that shit in the fridge. It'll go bad and it'll be rough, be real rough. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we're going to hit the casino up. I imagine I'll just play some slots, find some loose slots. You're with their peewee. Should be with uh, my buddy John, who's outlaw on, on uh, Call of Duty. Uh, I think I think he'll probably go. As we're supposed to be going to uh, the Blues game the next day as well. And uh, it's it's shaping up to be some fun, some fun that weekend. And uh, yeah. So that's that's something to look forward to. I uh, finally did get to, uh, on an unrelated note, I got to see the Eli Roth movie Thanksgiving on the old Netflix and uh, didn't chill. I just watched it <laughs> on, uh, on the old Netflix because it came out. My concept of time now is just completely shot. <laughs> um, but I, it came out either last weekend or the weekend before. I want to say it was last weekend, last Saturday, after I had recorded the show. But maybe, again, it was the weekend before, and I just forgot to, to talk about it. Anyway, I watched Eli Roth's Thanksgiving, and I enjoyed it. I'm a, You know, I, I like a good slasher flick. Uh... And I enjoy a lot of Eli Roth's movies, like Hostel. There was the I was I'm not 100% on the title right now, but the uh, movie with uh, Keanu Reeves. I want to say it's Knock Knock. Could be wrong on that, but uh, it also has Anna De Armas, um, which was the might be the first thing I really saw her in. Um, maybe not. I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff now, but, uh, that was an entertaining movie, but, uh, the Thanksgiving, of course, started out as a fake trailer on the Grindhouse double feature, the movie that, uh, movie experience, if you will, that, uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez put together. Of course, uh, there was the Planet Terror movie Rodriguez did. That was the first movie. It was a double feature, like you used to go and see at all the dry drive-ins. Almost said drive-through, but drive-ins, drive-in movie theaters. They would always do like double features, and uh, there's still like a handful of them, I think, in the U.S. Um, last I knew, there was like one in Missouri. <laughs> 
maybe that's changed. Maybe there's zero. Maybe there's two. I don't know. Um, either way, in between the Planet Terror and Tarantino's Death Proof movie, they had you know the fake trailers for uh, Machete, Hobo with the Shotgun, Thanksgiving. And uh, there was Rob Zombie's. Of course, each fake trailer was made by like a different director. Rodriguez did Machete, um, which became a fucking classic movie. That first one, fucking amazing. I love that. This is, the second one's not bad, but first one's pretty great, pretty epic. And Hope uh, with the Shotgun became a real deal film with uh, Rudger Hauer and uh, it was fantastic I lo- li- love some Hobo with the Shotgun then of course uh, Thanksgiving's now the third of those to become like a real movie so the only one which there might maybe there was other trailers I don't fully recall it's been a while since I saw all of them together uh, but there was the zombie werewolves or no werewolves of the SS, something like that. That was Rob Zombie's uh, film, and uh, that one still, still I haven't seen that. Um, as far as I know, there's no plans to actually make that one a, a movie, but I would love to see that. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I mean, it looked just fantastic in the trailer. But uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was good. Uh, one thing I was saddened didn't happen that happened in like the original fake trailer, which they had the scenes sort of like this, and maybe they had planned on doing it this way. But in the original fake trailer, they've got a cheerleader jumping up and down on a trampoline, and then does the splits, and then comes down on a knife in in the vagine. It's split. <laughs> she comes down. She gets a knife in the vagine. Vagina. Uh, and uh, they have the scene where uh, girls, the cheerleaders, like topless on a trampoline who ends up getting knifed through the trampoline but doesn't go in the vagine. I'm wondering if this was like a censors being like, no, hold on. You can cut this bitch up. You can do that. That's fine but not in the vagina. <laughs> that's a that's a bridge too far. I'm not like I wonder if it was just like a rating issue like like if you do that then it's got you're going to have to go hard. You're going to have to go you know, NC17 or something or maybe X, you know, they're going to do some weird shit and then so they, you know, knifed her up in different manners. It's weird sometimes where they draw those lines. But, uh, yeah, they didn't have the knife going in her, which was, like, just classic. And I love I loved that original trailer. It's white meat, dark meat, all will be carved. <laughs> it's fucking classic. Uh, but uh, the movie's not bad. I mean, I think I love, like, the original trailer, like, better. Because it just looks... It just looks good, and it looks like it was shot in the 80s from, like, the old trailer. And I feel like it would have been cool to have it, like, based in the 80s, where it was based 
in the present day and the you know the killers like live streaming these kills and such and uh i i mean it was okay that part of it but like i i i would have preferred it to be back in the old like 80s and just really give it that gritty texture what you know all those trailers all those trailers to those movies had like that gritty uh, film look to them or as you know it, it looks more like a modern uh, horror movie the new one because I mean it's all there's no film but uh, you know that's just how it is I mean it's still entertaining but now the more I, I'm thinking about it you know I really do look, dig that OG trailer and uh, I do like the John Carver as a as a slasher though and uh it does you know they set it up to where it could be very much a franchise at this point um where uh let's see here is there already a sequel in the works or are they talking about oh here we go yeah it's been confirmed that there is a sequel that's some some interesting news one thing, uh, I mean, there was several, many things I liked in I mean, I like the John Carver mask. I mean, that is a definitely a uh, good look for a killer. And, he, you know, it's another killer that most of the time wasn't saying anything up until he did, like, the live stream for Thanksgiving. And uh, the voice they used was actually not that of the killers. It was of Eli Roth, which I, I enjoyed that little cameo of Eli Roth is just his voice um, but this is what ScreenRant.com says about a sequel Eli Roth's Thanksgiving brings terror to Turkey Day in a brand new slasher film which I love you know good holiday film I like that there's like none really for Thanksgiving except for maybe like was there a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving I think <laughs> I mean I'm sure there's other ones that I'm not thinking of but horror movies pretty sure this is the only only one, anyway. Uh, it says, Eli Ross, Thanksgiving brings terror to Turkey Day and brand new slasher film and a frightening sequel. Thanksgiving 2 is on the horizon, expanded from a fake trailer that had originally appeared in 2007's Grindhouse. Thanksgiving is a classic revenge slasher in which a crazed axe-wielding murderer stalks the town of Plymouth, Massachusetts in order to get even for a violent Black Friday shopping riot. Made with Ross' signature penchant for gore, Thanksgiving is also a clever social satire from the rise of consumerism and how it ruins the spirits, the spirit of holidays. Um, I did like the Black Friday bit. I did like you know, people just getting brutally murdered <laughs> at a Black Friday sale, and like nobody ends up getting in trouble for it. It's pretty epic, and you know that this a lot of this shit was uh people were live streaming on the internet. It was fantastic. It was absurd how these people were getting killed. It was absurd in a good way. Uh, this is more, it says in the article, there's not a whole lot. Well, there's a little bit more here. Uh, Despite its divisive subject matter and blood-soaked scenes, Thanksgiving has been warmly received by many critics who appreciate the film's subtext that plays out beneath the typical slasher movie Mayhem. Thanksgiving is currently the third movie to be adapted from a fake trailer in Grindhouse, as I had mentioned earlier. And it follows Robert Rodriguez's 2010 action film Machete 
and 2011's Hobo with a Shotgun, which starred Rudger Hauer in the title role, much like Machete, which has blossomed into a franchise of its own. A slasher movie like Thanksgiving has unlimited potential when it comes to sequels. They got uh, some rumors and stuff about uh, who's going to be in it and yada, 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 which I, you know, can go on there and Google search this. There's, I don't feel like there's a need for me to continue reading more of this. uh, Yeah, here's like possible story ideas. This is just them guessing. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I'm, I don't think there's any news on, uh, Uh, werewolves, werewolf women of the SS. That was the uh the name of it. Um, let's see if there's any news. Do do do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people are just. Oh, there's two. It's on Screen Rant. Says there are only two Grindhouse trailers left after Eli Ross Thanksgiving. Will they become movies too? That was what was the other one? It's been a while since I watched them. Let's see here. Uh, following the release of Eli Ross Slasher Thanksgiving, only two more fake Grindhouse trailers remain. But will they receive movie adaptations too? With the release of Eli Ross Thanksgiving, there yeah, pa pa pa. Grindhouse was the brainchild of best pals Tarantino and Rodriguez. Wanted to make a tribute to the sleazy double bill movie features they grew up with. Tarantino offered his unique take on a slasher movie with Death Proof, starring Kurt Russell as a stuntman who likes to murder young women with his Death Proof stunt car. Fucking fantastic flick, by the way. Love that car. I think that's a old Nova, like a '72 Nova. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it's a Nova. Uh, Rodriguez contributed Planet Terror, a gory B movie about a zombie outbreak. Another fine film. Uh, It was highly anticipated by film fans, but sadly, this didn't translate to general audiences. Grindhouse's long runtime and confusion about its double feature premise, I was not confused at all. I was pumped. I fucking saw that shit in the theater. Fantastic. Anyway, (laughs) where some viewers were left after the first section, thinking the movie was over, led to the film only grossing around half its production budget. Still, it developed a cult over time and one of Grindhouse's lasting legacies are the hilarious fake trailers that were created for it. Um God damn it. Where's the rest of this fucking article? Uh One of the okay here one of the most popular fake previews featured in Grindhouse was Thanksgiving Eli Ross incredibly gory take on an eighties slasher movie. The trailer was essentially a highlight reel of bloody kills which the kills, that is something in the actual film, which are pretty fucking great. Pretty fucking great. I love the, one of my favorites is like a incidental kill, I guess. Like, uh, which there's during the parade, the Thanksgiving Day parade, a boat <laughs> runs through this fucking truck. It just like impales this guy. It's fantastic. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> the trailer is essentially a highlight reel of bloody kills, but while there was talk in the immediate aftermath of Grindhouse's release of Roth directing a feature version, nothing came of it. Rodriguez was the first to produce a film out of these fake trailers, where he expanded his machete, machete preview into an all-star action movie led by Danny Trejo's titular Avenger. 
It even received a direct sequel in 2013's Machete Kills. Uh, the next trailer to receive a movie spinoff was Jason Eisner's Hobo with the Shotgun. Eisner's uh, original Fox trailer uh, won a contest to appear in Grindhouse. And while the eventual movie version wasn't as successful as Machete, it still earned better reviews. More than 15 years after Grindhouse's release, Ross thank <laughs> my voice Ross Thanksgiving has finally arrived and is receiving surprisingly positive reviews too so much so there's already talk of a sequel here we go uh why don't and oh I forgot about the why don't <laughs> and werewolf women of the SS haven't been made into movies yet uh, the failure of Grindhouse hurt Wright and Zombie's plans. Uh, that leaves Edgar Wright's Don't and uh, Rob Zombie's Werewolf Women of the SS. It's just Don't, okay. As the last unmade Grindhouse trailers. The latter preview was Zombie uh, parodying exploitation movies like Isla, She-Wolf of the SS, and featured appearances by Udo Kier and Nicolas Cage as Fu Manchu. Don't was arguably the most conceptual of the bunch with the premise being that it's a trailer for a British horror movie that hadn't been heavily recut by an American distributor to hide the fact it's British. So the resulting trailer is a confusing jumble of gory images. Around the time Grindhouse was released, Wright claimed he had discussed making Don't in uh, one half of a potential Grindhouse 2. Uh, with Roth potentially making Thanksgiving as the other section. Following the movie's underperformance, plans for a sequel came to nothing. Zombie also confirmed to Sci-Fi Now in 2013 that Werewolf Women of the SS didn't become a movie because of Grindhouse bombing at the box office. That's a shame. That's a shame. It would have been cool to see more of those. Uh, Says here, the success of Thanksgiving could revive these unmade movies. I hope so. Now that Ross Thanksgiving has finally arrived, there will likely be renewed conversations about Don't or Werewolf Women of the SS getting adaptations too. Zombie hasn't commented on the chance of the latter in many years, but if he was approached with proper financing for a feature version, he would likely consider it. In the aforementioned Sci-Fi Now chat, he confirmed that uh, there were discussions about making spinoffs from the trailers and pro- proclaimed Werewolf Women of the SS could have been a great movie. I mean, it looks like a great fucking trailer. So, I mean, it is a great fucking trailer. Anyway, Wright would probably be, probably be less inclined to revisit Don't. However, the filmmaker reminisced about how much fun it was to make the trailer with Empire in 2022, but reflected... Maybe Don't hasn't become exactly the film that it was destined to be and that it lives on as a cult oddity. Wright's 2021 uh, film Last Night in Soho itself feels like the kind of homage to old-school British horror and Italian giallo. uh, giallo? Uh, I don't remember how to pronounce that. Might be right. Anyway, he was exploring in Don't. Two, uh, for now, there are no plans for the remaining Grindhouse trailers, Don't and Werewolf Women of the SS, to get movie spinoffs, but the success of Thanksgiving could change that. I fucking hope so. I fucking hope so. Uh, which, oh, come on, Rob Zombie. Let's do this. Let's do this. Dude, it, I, uh, 
I'm going to say it now, which I made proclamations before. I know that I said if I was going to win Powerball, I would uh, fund a Howard the Duck film uh, with Leia Thompson directing. I was like, fuck yeah, I will fund that. (laughs) Marvel might be a problem. I I don't think they would just allow that to happen. (laughs) It's their intellectual property. And, uh, you know, they they have a strong hold over that shit. It would, uh, money is not the only obstacle there. And, uh, but this, I feel like werewolf women of the SS. I feel like Rob Zombie could probably, you know, own the rights to it. Like, hey, man, if I, just saying, I'm um, not sure what the Powerball's at right now. But if, uh. Fuck if I uh Well right now it's three hundred and seventy six million. I don't I mean the cash amount's like hundred and seventy eight million. A movie of this scope's gonna cost some money. I would imagine with it being exploitation movie at least, you know, I could probably you know, I might be able to put up like twenty mil. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be quite enough in today's money. But the point is that, you know, it, it's supposed to look shitty and whatnot. Which twenty million, I would imagine, would be a solid budget for that. Mega Millions is up even more, I think, past that. So, I mean, if I if I win one hundred seventy something, I I could consider be like, hey, you know what, Rob? Could you do this movie for like twenty mil? And if so, I I want to finance it. I want this could be my way into becoming a, a movie producer. I'm not going to go Harvey Weinstein. I'm not going to be a complete scumbag of the earth or anything. But, you know, putting out movies that I would love to see or, you know, backing that kind of stuff, like funding. uh, Oh, I think that would be I think it could potentially garner a big audience. Maybe not so much right out of the gate in the theaters. I think that's going to depend on the marketing. But over time, that would be, I would think, much like Grindhouse Double Feature, would become a huge <clears throat> uh, cult classic. And, you know, probably garner a lot of views on streaming. I would imagine a lot. I think if you market it right, you could get big audiences at the theaters. I think that's where they really shit the bed when it came to the Grindhouse Double Feature. They should have done better. P- I mean, I don't remember what kind of PR they did, but obviously audiences didn't know what they were getting into when they went and saw it at the theater. Um, that being said, uh, <laughs> at the movie when that did come out, and, you know, the movie theaters were still very popular. Streaming wasn't really much of a thing at that point. Um, Netflix was still, I believe, you know, shipping out DVDs and whatnot. But I feel like if it was more well known, like what was going on, like they could have gotten a lot of like uh, people excited to go see that movie. Unfortunately, you know, it would have really worked really well in drive-ins. But again, there's only a handful of those things left. They are. <sighs> They're going extinct. They've been next to extinct for, you know, a couple of decades at this point. 
But that would have been a great fucking drive-in movie experience, seeing the Grindhouse double feature. And it's a shame that uh, they weren't able to make those movies then, like the Werewolf Women of the SS, and like have that as a double feature. Holy fuck. I just don't think moviegoers these days, and even in, back in 2006 or 2007, whatever it was, when uh, the uh, double feature, I think it was 2007. That's what I said earlier. Anyway. People just weren't used to going in the movie theaters for that long. That's a long time to go, sit in a theater, you know, to go through two two movies. Now it's, it'd be even harder to do. 2007, I feel like there was still at least uh, enough people that could have been interested in sitting that long through movies. But smartphones, I don't think were really a thing yet. <laughs> Or at least to the degree they are now. I don't remember when the uh, the first iPhone came out. Um, but we weren't like locked into our phones just yet. And uh, watching, you know, stuck on TikTok. It wasn't all this shit that uh, <clears throat> would consume our lives like that. And you know, it was possible. Anyway, I don't. You know, I I don't know this for certain. It would have been. It just would have been cool. I love those movies. And I would have loved to have seen, you know, more to come out of it. As uh, we we're finally starting to. But that's let's come on. Let's let's go ahead and get the werewolf women of the SS. The don't. I'll, I'll be all right if that doesn't become a feature. But damn it, damn it. We need Rob Zombies. Werewolf Women of the SS. Uh, I would imagine, you know, I, so, I feel like Rob Zombie would be down for it. I don't know how I'd contact. I mean, if I do win that kind of cash, I'm going to venture to guess that I'd have ways. <laughs> I'd find a way to contact Rob Zombie. I don't know if I'd just show up at some kind of event where he's doing some meet and greets or something. I'm sure maybe, you know, I could maybe go to a concert and uh, do a VIP thing. I'm sure I could find a way to have a chit-chat with Rob Zombie if I had a hundred-something million dollars. I'd be like, hey, how much money would you need for Werewolf Women of the SS? How much would I have to bankroll? Look, I got some money. Let's not get into how that happened. Make him really think like I'm some kind of maybe I killed people for it or something, you know. So it gets like, ooh, shit, I can't say no to this guy. That would probably not work. That would probably <laughs> like, look, I got a lot of money. You don't need to know where it comes from. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to tell him that I was, you know, a lotto winner. And here you go. <laughs> Although maybe that would work. Uh, I would just say, like, some investments paid off. I think that's that's the go-to. That's the wink and a nod. Be like, yep, some investments paid off. <laughs> and I'm looking to invest in Werewolf Women of the SS. And, hey, you know what? If it becomes a big hit, I could, you know, receive some good uh, fun funding my way. Make, make some money off the event. And, uh... Perhaps then I would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have my in. 
I have my in, and then I could, you know, fund other projects that I enjoy, maybe come up with some ideas, throw some shit together. Oh, for my own little movie studio. I mean, <clears throat> it's probably not going to happen, but, uh, <laughs> uh, the, you know, the, who knows if I would be the one in, what is it? 200 something million, 300 million. That's the, the odds of Powerball. As a let's see here, odds of winning Mega Millions. Do, do, do. Just, just just tell me the odds. It's one in something several hundred million. <laughs> uh, what are the odds? Yeah, here we go. Mega Millions, which I'm sure is pretty much probably the same as winning Powerball. The odds of matching the five white balls and mega ball and mega millions to win that are uh, are one in three hundred to five hundred seventy-five, three hundred fifty million. <laughs> uh, which brings me up uh, brings me up to a story I just heard the other day. I'm watching a YouTube vid. There was a fella. I gotta find the story. Um. I think it was Powerball. And he's suing. Yeah, sues Powerball Lottery. Here we go. Here's a story uh, on NPR. A man sues Powerball after being told his $340 million win was a mistake. Holy fuck. I think I'd have to sue him too at this point. Let's see here. When John Cheeks, that sounds like a made-up name, Mr. Cheeks. Mr. Cheeks. Wow. Anyway, when John Cheeks saw that the winning lottery number on the DC Lottery website matched his ticket in January 2023, he initially didn't know what to think. The prize amount was for a whopping $340 million. I didn't shout or scream, Cheeks told NPR. I just called my longtime friend. That friend advised him to take a picture of the numbers on the screen which matched a combination of Cheek's family uh, birth dates and other digits. However, the ticket was repeatedly denied when Cheeks tried to redeem the prize. He was eventually told by the D.C. Office of Lottery and Gaming that the numbers posted online were a mistake. As a result, Cheeks is suing several groups that run Powerball in Washington, D.C. According to court documents, Cheeks has requested $340 million dollars compensation along with damages and interest uh teoti enterprises a lottery contractor and a defendant in the suit said it had accidentally posted the wrong numbers as part of a quality assurance test this mistake was not removed from the website until three days after the posting according to court documents the group said that the numbers Cheek saw online did not match the numbers drawn in the televised lottery drawing on January 7th, which nobody watches anymore. <laughs> Adding that the numbers online could not have been the numbers drawn because the incorrect numbers were posted online the day before the drawing. Teoti uh, also pointed to a disclaimer on the lottery website that says the site is not the final authority for the drawing. Cheek's attorney, Richard W. Evans, said in an email to NPR that the lawsuit raises critical questions about the integrity and accountability of lottery operations and the safeguards, or lack thereof, 
against the type of errors that Powerball and the D.C. Lottery admit occurred in this case. He said the lawsuit is not merely about numbers on a website, but also about the reliability of institutions that promise life-changing opportunities while heavily profiting in the process. Evans argued that there is a precedent for this case. A similar incident happened in Iowa in November when lottery contractors posted the wrong numbers, citing a human reporting error. In that instance, ticket holders with the wrong numbers were able to cash in on prizes ranging from $4 to $200 before lottery officials posted the correct ones. Powerball has weekly drawings on Mondays, Wednesdays, Saturdays. Overall odds of winning a grand prize is 1 in 292 million. So your odds are better on Powerball than Mega Millions. That's interesting. According to the Powerball website, they must have less numbers. They can possibly be. Anyway. You know we have to create fairness in the game. A win is a win, said Cheeks. I'm just a customer who purchased those tickets. That's all. Representatives for Powerball, the Multi-State Lottery Association, Teoti Enterprises, which I'm probably mispronouncing, <laughs> Teoti, <laughs> all defendants in the lawsuit, either did not respond for comment or declined to comment. The preliminary hearing of the case is scheduled for Friday. So I guess that happened yesterday. Um, I think that's shit. I mean, who the fuck watch it? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of old people that, that play the lottery and probably do watch it on TV. Most people aren't watching normal TV anymore, especially to get the lottery, lotto numbers. I go, oh, what are the lotto numbers? Like, I just get it alert on my phone. I use the app, man. And if that fucking thing tells me I won Powerball, I'm going to assume that I won Powerball. Now I'm not going to go right out and shit on my boss's desk. <laughs> I've heard that story. <laughs> was, uh, you know, there was a, somebody that thought they won. Uh, yeah, here we go. Man poops on boss's desk lottery. Here we go. Oh, it's a woman that did it. Okay. Fucking A. Right on. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to go right out and shit on my boss's desk. Um, <laughs> not right out. I'm going to wait till I confirm this to shit to be true. Uh, but, but, but this was back in 2020. Um, a woman arrested for pooping on bosses. She, what they call it? This is on iHeart.com. And apparently they, they censor their stuff. Well, I'm going to uncensor it. Woman arrested for shitting on boss's desk after winning the lottery. 40-year-old woman had the winning lottery ticket worth over $3 million on Friday night of, well, let's say January of 2020, but showed up to work anyway on Monday to deliver one last package. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, uh, uh, who, let's say at the top who wrote this, but that's that's a great line. Showed up to work anyway on Monday to deliver one last package. The courier company had no idea of her winnings. I knew something was wrong because I came back from lunch and the door to my office was closed, said the manager. I slowly opened the door to discover the woman with her pants around her ankles hunched over on my desk like a hippo hippopotamus slash cheetah. Why Why are those the two? It could have either been a hippopotamus or a cheetah. There's a fucking world of difference between those two animals. And I don't know why 
either one of those is what you would go to when thinking of an animal shitting. <laughs> but anyway, it was like a hippopotamus and or cheetah dropping a massive shit on my desk. She she shot her head towards me and locked eyes. Oh, no, that's fucked up. I was frozen in shock and fear. In my peripheral vision, I saw a huge mud monkey sliming out of her butt like a Play-Doh fun factory. Wow, I like this boss, man. She's just got some good uh, descriptions here. It was worth it, the woman said on arrest. On Friday when I realized I hit the lotto, I knew this would be the first thing I would do. I hit up every Mexican food truck and saved my dumps all weekend. I was shuffling around like a death row inmate trying not to explode. I've been putting up that guy's shit for years. Uh, it's time he put up with some of mine. Which, did she really win? I feel like, I'm, I mean, she was arrested for this. Uh, Well, yeah, I guess she did win. My thought is that she didn't. Uh, Which I feel like she didn't. Um... <laughs> which in case you know if you're gonna go to jail at least you got three million dollars which after taxes it's like 1.5 you better not spend a whole lot of that uh <clears throat> do 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 did she not win da, 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 ba, ba, ba. <clears throat> is that a fake story okay this is According to Snopes.com. Oh, no. It's fact-checked here. Do There's great writing on there. Uh, whoever, you know, if this is even made up. There was some entertaining stuff there. Uh, on April 25th, 2016, the Valley Report website published an article reporting that a woman... Yeah, see, this is... Yeah, this is, I guess, a fake story that was going around. <laughs> uh, she was arrested for defecating on her supervisor's desk after she had won more than $3 million for the lottery ticket. Yeah, and this is the same story. Here, there was no truth to the above quoted story. Damn it! The Valley Report is an entertainment uh, website that does not publish factual stories as noted in the disclaimer. Some of these stories may be exaggerated, embellished, or an outright work of fiction. It did seem like, I mean, there were some really funny lines in there. It didn't seem like this seemed unlikely. Um, great story, though. Says to use proper judgment when reading anything on the internet. A common tactic among purveyors of fake news is to include a mugshot with a story to lend it some credibility. While these images typically show real mugshots, which are often regarded as fair game by junk news sites because they are at least nominally in the public domain, they are typically randomly selected photographs that are in no way related to the fake news stories and the other people picture, probably unaware that their likenesses are, uh, yeah, fuck, man. That sucks. <laughs> I was hoping that was... Yeah, iHeart's not exactly a trustable uh, story. Um, Here's a story on the mirror. I don't trust this either. Uh, lottery winner peeing on boss after scooping jackpot. But yeah, this is... This is a common story, a fake story, I guess. I would imagine somebody, somebody had to have like done this in real life. Either won the lottery or thought they won the lottery. 
The story I remember hearing is that someone thought they won the lottery, shit on their boss's desk, and found out that they weren't lotto winners. <laughs> uh, mm, Ellen, this is a story from a... This is off a radio station, Q98.5 online, their uh, website here. It's an Illinois man who was arrested for allegedly using more than $200,000 of his $125 million winnings to have manure dumped onto the lawn owned by his former boss. Um, did you... Sounds like that might be a fake story, too. But there's a picture of a guy smiling in a mugshot. Um... <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, it's fake news. It says here, too, that's also fake news. Why is this a common fake news story? This is sad. This is so sad that, you know, I wanted a real story of somebody shitting on their boss's desk. I know this is a common, you know, dream of many people that one day, they have the kind of fuck you money of winning the lottery. That the ultimate fuck you to your boss, which I want to point out. I do not have, I even if I win the lottery, in case somebody does shit on one of my boss's desks, <laughs> I have no desire to do that, even if I win the lottery. Don't particularly want to go to jail for something like that. Also, it would be like, even to even have that remotely in my head, uh, I, well, one, I'd have to really hate my boss. I've had bosses in the past that I really hated, but, uh, like really hated, like in the past. Um, and I might've considered maybe, but that's just really not my thing. I, I'm not, I don't want to shit in public. And also, even if I got a, a bunch of fuck you money, um, I would, ha- I would not like to get caught. Like, Squatting over like a hippopotamus or cheetah, <laughs> and dropping trowel right on a on a desk. That's just, I I like to shit in toilets, and I like the home bowl advantage. I don't even like going to uh, public restrooms to take a shit unless I really have to. I mean, if I really got to, I'll fuck. I've shit under bridges while running. <laughs> well, a bridge, I shit under one bridge. <laughs> but I, you know, it had to go. It had to go. My stomach was fucked up. I was finishing out a 17-mile run. The last time I was actually signed up to do a marathon. And uh, didn't end up doing that one. <laughs> Got injured, I think, on that run. <laughs> there was ice all over the trail. It was a real thing. It was a real pain in the ass. Literally. Real pain in the ass. Um, Yeah, I don't see myself shitting on my boss's desk makes me think of the lonely island song like a boss of course it's the boss shitting on deborah's desk <laughs> like a boss maybe that's more of a thing as uh i feel like that's got to be a common like fake story among uh just people in general because i feel like that's <sighs> Uh, <clears throat> Cartman shits on desk gifts. Um, <laughs> Kiora. 
Kaora says, uh, can I defecate in my teacher's desk? If so, how do I get, I'm assuming, away with it? Uh, let's see here. They, most of this has got to do with Cartman shitting on a desk. That's, uh, yeah, it's all, it's mainly about the fake story about the woman shitting on her boss's desk. There's uh, just a bunch of fake stories. <laughs> Somebody had to shit on their boss's desk. Um, let's see here. Boss. I feel like somebody has to... Uh, somebody, right? I mean, that's just seems... Yeah, all I can see is about that fake story. Damn it! I feel like there's got to be like a real, real thing. I mean, <laughs> it's at least been a meme forever. <laughs> Shitting on the boss's desk. Uh, damn it! Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing. I mean, I would imagine at least many people thought about doing it. And I've known pe plenty of people that would probably do it. I've known at least a couple of people that would probably do it, not even be need to be a millionaire to do so. I mean, I've known people that have actually upper-decked a toilet, you know, where you shit in the tank, and so when they go to flush it, shit just comes pouring out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks, McGruber, for making that, putting that into the zeitgeist. <laughs> uh, upper deckers, man. Um, that'd be, uh, that, see, that requires some real logistics. That's kind of a dangerous thing to do, to upper deck a toilet, you know? I mean, I guess standing, putting your feet on the toilet bowl with the the seat down as long as it's a sturdy toilet, the sturdy seat. Not too bad. I mean, I mean there might be a sink next to it, but again, like trying to squat on a sink in the bowl. Hopefully that that bowl is connected really well. Hopefully they really tighten those bolts down. For me to be able to like squat into the <laughs> into the tank, not the bowl. Sorry, the tank. Shitting into the tank. It seems dangerous. It seems risky. You're getting water everywhere. You might slip. Hopefully you're wearing your <laughs> uh, some kind of shoes that have good traction and water, you know? This is a thing that hopefully you thought through before you just showed up at somebody's house and decided to protect their toilet. Uh, boy, this uh, podcast has really just gone down the shitter. Pun intended, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess I can mark, now that I've really thought through this, I can really mark off shitting on anyone's desk. Uh, it appears, you know, I've won the lottery. Uh, if anything, I'll just sue the lottery 
people that run the lottery when it come come to find out that my app was wrong and uh I didn't have the winning winning uh numbers. I think for me though the important part is to not f- lose my shit when it appears that I've won the lottery and just uh take like a dick call in from work, you know. Just keep everything on the DL. If I told anybody it might be uh one or, or two people, you know. And uh shit. Just happened to see that uh it's twenty fourteen that uh Harold Ramos, who uh of course I mentioned earlier. It's ten years ago that he passed on. Just happened to see an alert on my phone for Facebook. Anyway. So I posted about it then. Uh yeah, don't uh, don't go shitting on things. So you make sure everything's squared away. Just, you know, take take a breather. Get the, I mean, I'm sure when I notice all those numbers hit, it's gonna be just a shot of adrenaline. Probably not gonna sleep for a month. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to hide that exuberant energy. And uh you know, contact a an accountant and lawyer and all that shit for totally losing my mind. But obviously too, I'm gonna have to make sure that those numbers are super legit. Because obviously they can just put fake numbers up on the website or their app. And uh, to that, I'm probably still going to need to contact a lawyer and be like, look, these sons of bitches fucked me over. (laughs) I mean, that's mental distress to think you have a couple hundred million dollars than to come find out, oh, no, you still have nothing in your bank account. (laughs) That's that's some fucking shit. You're like, holy shit. All my financial problems have been solved in one fucking second. And then to come find out, uh, sorry, we don't owe you any money. Yes. We gave you a fake numbers. <laughs> you should have known better to, than to trust the lottery. Yeah. Hopefully that guy wins that case. Because... I can only imagine seeing that. Wait a minute, and like double check in, like you know, if you got a family member or something. Can can you read this? Can you read this ticket? Is, do the mate? Do the dates match? You know, that would be my big thing. Like that is for today. I would be triple and quadruple checking that. I would be so paranoid that it's not right, but also at the same time, just like holy fucking shit. Hopefully, I wouldn't have a heart attack right then and there. And, uh, yeah, if it came to not be true, yeah, I'm thinking I would have to sue the lottery. That seems inevitable. As the uh, caffeine, I guess, has already worn off. <laughs> I can't stop yawning now. But I guess that's about a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> As my body's telling me, yeah, let's wrap it up. As, uh, man... Yeah, and I, I guess if I win this tonight, the Powerball, tonight, if tonight's the winner, then I got to find a way to contact Rob Zombie and see if we can help produce Werewolf Woman of the SS. You know, it seems more of a long shot to do the Howard the Duck. This thing seems more like could potentially it's more of a, 
who's going to put the money up situation. Howard the Duck, Marvel, I, I see them being little bitches about that, even if you had like $100 million to throw their way. I don't think they would be for it. Uh, possibly. But uh, I feel like Werewolf Women of the SS also a much cheaper thing to produce and that uh, it would... <laughs> It just seems more possible for that to happen. And I feel like I could be way more involved. And a Marvel movie is just going to cost way much more, even if I won like a billion. It would have to be a billion because, you know, get the five. Marvel movies cost a fuck ton of money to produce. Werewolf, Women of the SS, a mere fraction of what that would cost. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's all I've really got, so... Hey, if I end up being a producer to Werewolf Women of the SS, you know what I did. You know my secret. My secret identity with Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> I'm using hairspray cans to make me fly. That's that's my secret. Anyway, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.